Monday edition PFTOT, the spot where we talk about the things that we either didn't get to or we would like to talk about a little bit more. And today, it's the latter category, college football, the issues, the challenges that are confronting the level of the sport that, that very well could go away, at least for the fall, if not for the full 2020 season. No fall, no spring. We'll see. I think Chris is going to try to kick the can into the spring and see if they can work it out in the spring, and then maybe they would postpone it again or just flat-out cancel it in the spring. But you know, I continue to see people locking in on the we-want-to-play statement from guys like Trevor Lawrence from Clemson, Justin Fields of Ohio State. They want to play, but they've got demands. And one of the demands is they want there to be a College Football Players Association. And some of the reporting that I've noticed when we've been during breaks on the show today, uh, they, they are concerned, the universities are, that the robots are becoming self-aware, Uh-oh. right? That they're, that they're waking up and they're recognizing that they want to have rights. They want to have representation. They want to have something that the universities have never had to worry about which is the players asking for more than the very little that they get relative to what they bring in. Fascinating wrinkle to this, that some university presidents more concerned about that than they are about the damage the virus can do to their program. Well, yeah, I mean, I get it. And, but yet at the same time, I, you know, the players have to right now, Well, they got to do something, you know, and I know, Hey, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Yeah, of course they want to play football. But, you know, yes, but what's being said there in, in translation is that there needs to be proper precautions taken by college football. And that's hard when it's each conference kind of acting as its own entity, just being overseen by the NCAA, which, you know, I don't really know what the NCAA is doing right now as far as helping this situation out. But, I mean, we've talked about it a lot. I haven't seen crap about college football and what they're doing to protect the players or what they're doing, you know, anything along those lines, how they're making the environment safer for those guys. So uh, I I think this is one of those times where, yeah, unfortunately it took a pandemic for maybe this to, you know, come to a a head here. But either way, I I just think that, yeah, the time has come and the players are going to have to do this to protect themselves uh, to, to have a safe environment to play. But I think that what this is going to prompt, Chris, is a more abrupt pulling of the plug on the season because I don't think the schools, the conferences, or the NCAA want to start going down this rabbit hole. And this is the reckoning that has been long overdue for college sports. I think that at some point in the past 10 years, it was quietly accepted that at some point, This model isn't going to work anymore. This system isn't going to work anymore. We can't continue to exploit these young athletes without giving them fair value for what they generate. But you know what? Until that day comes, let's stuff as much money as we can into our pockets under the current system. And the way they've played this, and maybe this is one of the reasons why they haven't been more organized. They haven't been more proactive. Because if you start doing those things to salvage college football season, you peel back the facade and you let everyone know it is all about money and the players eventually do stand up and say, we want to be protected in this too. And maybe they were trying to avoid that. Maybe that's the five levels deep effort by the schools to just kind of tread water, hope for the best, and if it looks like it's not going to work, then it's just not going to work. And what has emerged over the past couple of days is this we want to play mindset with the caveat. We want our rights to be protected as well. 
And I think that may be the thing that is scaring the crap out of those who want to continue to perpetuate the model that allows them to balance their budget. It's not like the university presidents are running away with the money themselves. They take that money, they siphon it off, they use it for other things, they pay the coaches, pay the athletic directors, pay this person, have this, this beautiful facility with, with stuff that really isn't needed, but what the hell, we're not paying the players so we can make a nice facility to attract the players to come here and not be paid. I mean, all that's going to get turned on its head if the players get to the point where, and it's not a one-week or a one-month or a one-year thing. At some point, if you start down this path of being organized and being represented, you get to a point where you're saying, we want our piece of the pie. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's good. It needs to happen. It's overdue. But it could be that this pandemic ends up being the catalyst for it, Chris. Well, yeah, it could be. I mean, uh, I, you know, is it, it's, is it too little too late? I mean, to me, it's too little too late to salvage the, the college football season now. Like Justin, you know, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, they should have been tweeting this out in the end of May to get this going. You know, I don't think they're going to be able to establish some sort of union here sometime within the next month to figure this out. And then what I always worry about, too, was, okay, yeah, you might make some headway and start creating some sort of union. And then, like, oh, you know, the year's over and Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, who might be spearheading this effort, they're gone and they're going to college football and then it kind of falls flat on its face. So that's the problem, too. Somebody needs to take the torch from some of these guys to continue this conversation uh, to, to get, you know, universities in the NCAA to look at the players not as just, you know, grocery products on a shelf, but actual human beings that are providing a lot to your school. But, I, I mean, I don't know, Mike. You know, where, where does this go? I mean, I don't think these tweets are going to hold any water or get anything changed, and I just don't see anything really being done here to, to, to make it happen. I think it's done. I think it's just a matter of when they abandon the season. And that couples with the point that kind of came to me while we were talking about the challenges of playing college football games during the show. And let me explain why I really do think there is a serious liability concern here. You know, I've heard people talk about liability issues as it relates to the pandemic. And my knee-jerk reaction has been, how in the hell can you ever begin to prove that you got it by going to a college football game, by playing in a college football game. Like, how can you prove to the level that the legal system would determine is sufficient when you can get it anywhere and everywhere? How do you prove to the point where a judge would bang a gavel and say, yes, you got it from this person at this place on this day, and the person responsible for that activity didn't do enough to protect you, even though you knew the risk when you left your house, you could get it, right? Everybody knows the risk. Just stay home. If you leave the house, you're assuming the risk you're going to get. I mean, so I've always kind of had this, why is everybody so freaked out about potential liability? Why are they? And here's why. Here's why. Um, and I'm going to try to explain this in a way that I understand it first, but also in a way that everyone else understands it. What happens with the law? The system evolves to meet new challenges. The standards evolve to meet new challenges. And I think what would happen, Chris, if and when Ohio State got sued by the family of a man who went to a game and died or by the family of a coach who showed up for work and died or by the family of a football player who took it home and his grandfather right, died, right. right? I think the legal system, by the time it's all said and done, 
will not require that kind of specificity to link the chain together and will instead look at the activity, look at what they did. You decided to do business in this pandemic. You decided to let people show up for your football program, for your games. You allowed it to happen. You created the Petri dish. You live with the consequences that flow from it unless you can prove affirmatively that the person who is claiming that you're responsible got it somewhere else. I think that, at its core, is how the law may evolve. And and actually, it's more revolutionary than evolutionary to, to get away from the concept that you have to show a link between what happened to you and what someone else did. I think that link gets blurred over. I think we just look at what someone did by setting up an unsafe activity, by setting up a potential super spreader but, event. And, but and what all I'm, you have to show is okay. you, you went there. Right. I, I mean, or I, someone I, close to you went there. I hear what you're saying, but like what, what if there, there's no law in place to say any of that's illegal right now in our country. Like what? No. So no, there's no, no. So it, I am, it, would, it would all develop in it the would court develop system. in the it court be, system. OK, that's yep. Yeah. Like the, the basic negligence laws that would apply to you driving home if somebody hits your car. Right. And, and the person was texting. We know how you feel about that. And you feel very appropriately yeah. about that. It upsets you to the point where you've confronted people while driving right. about their texting while driving. But if someone's texting while driving and, and hits your car and you get a broken leg or or or, or you know, you get damaged to your car, whatever. They're responsible under the common law standards of negligence, what a reasonably prudent person would or wouldn't do. And a reasonably prudent person wouldn't be texting while driving. Right. But you you still have to show the link between the negligence and the injury. Proximate causation is the buzzword for anybody who's been to law school or watched enough uh, legal shows or practice law or whatever. You have to show that link. My my belief is at some point over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years, the law will evolve to the point where you don't have to show that because it's so prevalent. Anyone who sets up one of these COVID-19 Petri dishes and lets people come in, they're going to be potentially responsible without that absolute proof, that diagnostic scientific proof that that's how the person got it, even though you in theory can get it anywhere. I think that's what I'd be concerned about as a university president. And when you couple that, with the fact that the robots are becoming self-aware yeah. and they may want to have their own union, we we better get out of Dodge and move on to 2020 season being played in the spring of 2021 or the fall of 2021 or just not playing at all until this thing is over because there's too many things that could do a lot more damage to your budget right. long term right. than not having a football season in one year. Well, it makes sense to me, Mike. I mean, I'm not sitting here you know, trying to claim I'm some brain surgeon or anything like that, but... I hear what you're saying. I mean, hey, listen, at a base level for just a dummy like me, I mean, legal liability certainly seems like a real issue here. Oh, yeah, hey, oh, you play for the University of Alabama, there's a pandemic going on, you know, oh, and there's nothing set up the right way to protect the players, and some of these guys go home, and like you said, the grandfather dies, and now now the whole family's pissed off, right? You got, you know, who knows, you know, brothers and cousins and everybody pissed off, and they start asking the player, like, you know, what were you doing at Alabama? What the heck was going on? Wait, what were the protocols they were doing on a daily basis? And you're right. I mean, from that standpoint, I don't know how a university or anything could, you know, stand on a legal ground and be like, you know, justifiably defend themselves, I guess is what I'm saying. It sounds like it's all a roll of the I, I, dice, and you're rolling the dice on people's lives here, uh, potentially. 
And, and I think that there's some appeal to the basic notion that in a pandemic where this stuff is everywhere, and even though people know the risks when they leave their homes, there's a responsibility to not create an environment that people will naturally come to where they are at enhanced risk of getting the virus themselves or carrying it home to their families. And, and you know, it's no accident, Chris, that and, and I don't want to pull us into the world of politics, but anytime you hear talk about a new stimulus package, right, what goes right along with it is talk of immunity for companies. People want to be immune from from the storm that they know is coming, even though it's going to be almost impossible to prove how you got it. There will be creative lawyers, there will be new theories, and there will be potential messes. Even if you ultimately win, you are looking at spending a lot of time and a lot of money defending yourself. And I think that is one of the reasons why, along with avoiding players becoming organized and all of the other and, – and just what's right and what's wrong. Yeah, right. That plug is right. getting yanked out of the wall this week, and there isn't going to be college football this fall. I'm, I'm now convinced of it. Oh, I, I am too. I, I've, I've been convinced of it. I, I, did, I never – you know, and I, I'm not trying to sit here and act like I'm, uh, you know, puffing out my chest here as we get closer, but I, I really thought all along – and I know we texted text about this back in May where we were just going, man, I don't see how it happens. All these kids, different teams, you know, like we said, it's no, no, they're not under the same shield like the NFL. So that means certain conferences could have different rules. Like, no, th- there's no way. I don't see it happening either. I think we're going to have NFL football on Saturdays, and that'll be fun to watch. And I've seen the argument shift, Chris, over the weekend that would be directed to people like you and me suggesting that by raising these issues, we're rooting against college football or pro football happening. That's never been the case. Now, the argument is we are rooting to be able to say, I told you so, that you should have listened to us. And some of that may be true because you should have listened to us. You should have done the things that you should have done back in May to get this all done. It doesn't take a couple of brain surgeons to work it out. Why didn't you do it? But I think the, the, the other issue is this. And I'm going to turn this back around on some of the people in the media who are accusing others in the media of rooting for or conspiring to have college football season not happen. A lot of those voices have a significant vested financial interest in, in college, college football, football right. happening. Right. They want to go forward because they want to get paid. And they don't care about the ethical issues. They don't care about the scientific realities. They don't care about the potential liability of the universities. They don't care about anything but preserving their own asses. And, and by accusing others of trying to bring it down, they insulate themselves from being accused themselves of trying to set these players up for what is an unsafe environment potentially, also that they can do their jobs and make their money derived from college football, where the great irony is all of the people who are, who are covering the sport are making a hell of a lot more money than the kids who are playing. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, either you're, you know, operating in reality or fantasy land. And some people seem to want to operate in fantasy land right now and don't want to deal with the realistic parts of, you know, this situation. They don't want to delve into the, the negative parts of the conversation and the pandemic and the what ifs and what I like it's a, that's a bunch of bull crap. First off. Hey, yeah, we want football. You and I, I mean, of course we do. Yes. Our salaries are going to depend on that to, to a degree, a hundred percent. So we're vested in it, but like, am I going to not bring up things to worry about during the pandemic or the challenges and obstacles a team or a player have to go through 
Why? Just to make it sound like it's not really a real virus and to make it sound like it's all rosy and cool and, hey, we're going to play football? No, I'm not going to do that. I mean, I don't know. I'm getting up there to where I know about 30 people that have COVID. Had a great aunt that died, right? That was really not a great aunt, like, officially related, like an uh, aunt that was great friends with my grandmother, right? Now she died of COVID. I mean, it, I, I'm starting to hear, you know, they're start, these horror stories are starting to hit home, you know, as time goes on here. You know, yeah, I don't know a ton of people. Oh, this guy got, oh, I know him. He got sick. Whoa, he got sick. Oh, you know, his mom's that sick. She's in the hospital. I'm starting to get a lot of those stories now. So to think that that's not going to happen more and more and get worse, uh, you know, people then are in fantasy land. They're flying around with the magic fairy and whatever else. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. And, and the problem is I don't see anyone's mind changing because I think by now we all know someone, know of someone related yeah. to someone, some way, somehow that's been affected by it. And the numbers keep going up. They're now projecting 300,000 deaths by early November. But the question becomes, what's the right thing to do and what's the right way to do it? The NFL, whether or not it's the right thing to do, the NFL believes it's doing it the right way. And look, the sheer numbers suggest there inevitably will be someone connected to the NFL family who gets very sick and or dies from COVID-19. But they're doing what they can to be responsible and containing the virus and limiting the spread. And, and they're doing all of the things that college football hasn't done. And it's way too late to build that machine if you're college football. And, and I just think that the only outcome at this point is to, is to fold the tents because too many bad things can happen if you push forward. And from the university standpoint, one of the worst things that can happen if you push forward is the players emerge from this experience, Chris, with rights and with power and with the kind of stuff that will lay the foundation for you eventually having to pay them. And that will turn the college system on its head far faster and far stronger yeah. and far more permanently than a virus ever will. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right about that. It certainly is going to upset the system and, you know, the, where that money goes. And, of course, a lot more of it needs to go to the players, as we know already. But, um, yeah, that seems to be the reality, unfortunately. It, you know, that the, the pandemic – is scary to NCAA college football, but you know I haven't been online and on social media like you have. But I know there was many commercial breaks today where you were like, "Oh, whoa!" So you know there obviously is that thought, and it's probably real because where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, college football, the brass there—they're a little scared that the players might get a little bit more of a, a big piece of the power pie here, and uh, they certainly don't want to relinquish that. Well, we'll continue to monitor it all day long at profootballtalk.com. Chris has his podcast coming up later today. Check that out. We'll be back Tuesday for another edition of PFT Live as we creep closer and closer to kickoff of the NFL season. That will happen. College yeah. football, maybe not. NFL will, and we'll be all over all of the issues uh, associated with the NFL over the course of the next few weeks and hopefully throughout the full season. And hopefully there will be a full season. And hopefully you'll join us tomorrow. Everybody have a great day. See ya.